0: Alright, welcome to Cancer House, where uh, there ain't no party, like a Cancer House party. Because a Cancer House party ends early. We call it Cancer House, uh, because you live in a house of cancer. Because you are made of cancer. Because everything, once you're diagnosed with cancer, somehow is about fucking cancer. And cancer is really stupid. Um, It's a parasitic bullshit thing. And, like, by killing you, it kills itself. So it's, like, suicidal. It's like those men that, like, kill their wives and then kill themselves. It, like, you know, it kills you and then it kills itself. So, like, maybe it loves you so much that, you know, it has to kill you. I don't know. Um, I just know that I'm 44 years old and I have super fun advanced metastatic breast cancer that's in my motherfucking bones. And even though I felt like shit for the past... Three years and went to the doctors like over and over and over again. And have had so many mammograms and ultrasounds where they said, oh, no, this looks fine. I even flashed a doctor, you know, pulled up my shirt and was like, look at them. Like, they're not twins anymore. Like, what is this one doing? You know, because all of a sudden one of them was like fucking Quasimodo on my chest. It was like my nipple was winking. And, like, I knew that I felt like shit, but, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's just getting older. You're just depressed. You're in your 40s. Ugh. But it's like, I'm not depressed. I'm depressed now. I have fucking cancer. Uh, but other than that, like, I've never, like, whatever. You know, everybody's always telling me what I, you know, we're always telling me what it is, what I have, what I should be doing. Uh, You know, but the truth is, is I was just exhausted all the time. It was like an erosion. You know, I'm somebody who used to, you know, work out five or six times a week. And that shit dwindled. And I had a really big sweet tooth, which is why I think that cancer eats sugar. And I know that there are things that say that it does. And then there are, you know, the doctors say... You know, no, just eat a healthy diet. And like, no, it doesn't just eat sugar. But then when you go in for your fucking uh, PET scan, you know, they inject you with that radioactive sugar so you can't hug pregnant women. You know, you have, <laughs> you're, have a hero super villain for like four hours after the friggin' procedure. And like, all that is, is radioactive sugar. So, you know, in my brain, cancer eats sugar. So therefore I can't eat sugar because also beforehand, like all of a sudden I had like a crazy sweet tooth where like, instead of, you know, like one piece of candy, I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a bag full of candy, um, You know, and I don't know what that is, like the the erosion that like just starts making you like less health, less and less and less healthy, like more of a hospitable, you know, environment for cancer. Like my cancer, like, you know, put its fucking feet up and like, you know, it was tracking mud in and, you know, it got into my bones and fucked up my blood like it does. And so that's actually how it got diagnosed is it made me so anemic that i just had to leave work one night you know and uh checked in and you know like i made a young doctor cry cuz you know he kind like when i told him my symptoms and i had already i'd been going to the doctor like over and over again and finally they were like okay well you had healthy blood a healthy blood you know a late panel like a year ago so, you know, let's do, you know, I guess let's do another one. Cause you know, this is like the fifth time I've come in, you know, I'm just kind of being a pain in the ass. And like, that's all I can say is like, look, I just don't feel good anymore. My back hurts so much, you know, and everybody just thinks that this is like regular, oh, that regular back pain. But like, I'm crying, like my back hurts, you know? Um, And so I made it, you know, a doctor, he said, okay, well let's, you know, this kind of looks weird. You know, your numbers are all off the charts, like let's just uh let's do um a I think it was a cat scan was the first thing I did and then he came back in and He like sat down and like you know like looked at me all sad because there's this young guy having to tell you like something's eating your back which is you know fun it's really fun to hear that so I spent the next week in the hospital like um I spent the next the next week in the hospital getting everything, you know, getting like a million different tests and they couldn't find it, you know, and nobody really thought it was breast cancer because I'd been tested so many times, so frequently, like, and I've had all the ultrasounds and all of that. Um, but then, you know, they uh, did a biopsy of my liver and my bones and they were like, it looks like breast cancer. Like these look like, this looks like secondary cancer that we're finding here. So that's a super fun uplifting story, you know. I think everybody has their their fun, you know, cancer story. In fact, the name of the whole podcast, Cancer House, comes from my initial diagnosis because my best friend since I was a little girl, uh, her name is Rosanna. uh, She was at the hospital like almost at the same time that I was. You know, I called her like on my way, and it's almost like she, uh, she like I called her. You know, as soon as I got like started getting shitty, um, results before anything, you know, but when they were putting me in the CAT scan, and she was, like, already on her way, and she met me there, even though we live, you know, four hours apart, three hours apart, and I, um, so anyway, so cancer, 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 super cancer, 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 and so, you know, then she, of course, like all women, should be very afraid, and like, you know, be your own advocate, but sometimes that's not even enough, uh, and so then, of course, (laughs) she immediately scheduled, uh, Friggin' mammogram because she can't handle me getting all of the attention. (laughs) So she's gotta suck off my cancer teeth, not literally, but you know what I mean? She wants some of that, whatever. So she goes and gets her mammogram. Um, and of course, the whole time, you know, she's thinking that she has cancer too. And then she has the brilliant idea of, well, of course, we would just have a reality show (laughs) called Cancer House. Where it's like, (laughs) what is it, for cancer, by cancer, whatever. Where we just have, because I'm happily married, so it would be a dating show for her. Where we would just, like, fix her up with, like, guys who, like, fetishize really taking care of someone, you know? And then we got into, like, you know, like, because, I mean, as you know, because if you're listening to this, you probably fucking have cancer. Because why the fuck would you listen to this bullshit if you don't have cancer? And hopefully you're angry because, like, I'm really angry, And there's really no reason to be, but I just really am, you know. It's not like I've lived this clean, pristine lifestyle. You know, I used to drink way too much. I really used to like drugs a lot, and I think cigarettes are so fucking cool. Um, I don't smoke them anymore, but oh my God, like, you know, James Dean, Ethan Hawke, you know. I'm from the 90s. Like, of course I think cigarettes are cool. Uh, My big joke, my little byline is like... I wish somebody would have told me that smoking was bad for me. But my lungs are clean, so you can't blame it on that. And even if you could, like, you know, just because somebody does something shitty to themselves doesn't, like, mean they deserve cancer. So, you know, don't pat yourself on the fucking back because children get fucking cancer. And maybe you have cancer right now. You know, like, oh, that's to the people that don't have cancer. Because it's like an us against them situation, apparently. You know, so... Anywho, um, uh, let's see, ain't no party like a cancer house party did that. Oh, the next thing I want to talk about is, so when you have breast cancer, uh, or at least when you have my kind of breast cancer, because, you know, of course, there's a myriad of fucking cancers. They're all very specific. So you find out you have cancer and then you get to wait like two or three weeks while they're testing all of your cancer to find out exactly what kind of cancer you have, and you can't really be put on any medication. So during those two and a half weeks, I was dying, which that was super fun. I was like curling up slowly and slowly, like reverting into like an uncooked you know, gray little shrimpy. Couldn't do anything. Just sort of wake up and take an oxycodone and go back to bed. It was a really fun time for everybody around me and myself too because I wasn't afraid that I was just going to fucking die or anything. I didn't like see the grim reaper at the end of my goddamn, you know, bed looking at his watch. Like, all right, hurry up. It's almost time. (laughs) We're going. We're going. Pack your shit. No, no, that's too much. Don't take that much stuff. We're getting, we're getting out of here. Anyway, so I, um, you know, I got diagnosed. The first thing they do is they cut off your estrogen supply, which is actually not that bad. I mean, it's a painful shot. You know, it's like, say it's like, oh, it's the consistency of maple syrup and it's a giant shot and they shoot it into your ass. And luckily, I have a giant ass. So there's plenty of room for, you know, this maple syrup to like distribute itself and just, you know, chemically castrate me in the meantime, which apparently is how you stop cancer. Um, and of course in my brain I was like so afraid of getting a mustache and didn't tell anybody that that's what I was afraid of but it's not they're not injecting you with fucking testosterone you know they're not like turning you into Borat like or Jim Croce uh, they are you know literally just stopping your estrogen so your cancer can't eat doesn't have anything to eat they're starving it out they're turning your cancer into Gandhi. Um, but what they, nobody tells you is like, they don't tell you like how cutting off your estrogen, like also, you know, like cuts off your sex drive. I mean, it should be whatever, but like it cuts off everything. And so, uh, you know, it's, nobody talks about it. so I kept asking like, Hey, I don't want to like fuck my husband, you know, what's going on. And I was still fucking him because, You know, when your husband is still sexually attracted to you, even though like you're basically a fucking tumor with teeth and hair and eyes like you fuck your husband because, you know, you can't believe a that, you know, he got such a lemon in marrying you like, oh, my God, we've only been married for three years now. And like your wife is, you know, a fucking mummified corpse at this point. Um, but, you know, we had to really introduce like lube to the party because, you know, everything dries up, everything on the outside is like, you know, it's like, uh, like shaking your hands, like there's no like real uh, rubbing your hands together. There's no like real, you know, excitement, like it basically turns everything off. Like it's like a faint, like an echo of what it used to be, you know, kind of like, okay, like, you know, like, okay, you know, I guess that would feel good sometime, whatever. Um, and to those people that are going through that kind of shit now, which I know that you are because this is what happens and it's a lot of, you know, cancers are hormone, hormonally like driven, um, is keep at it, keep at it. So, you know, I kept fucking my husband mostly for the normalcy because, you know, I sound healthy now, and I sound energetic now, and I am both of those things, but it has been, like, a fucking road, and, like, I was very close to not being okay. Like, my doctor looked at me and was like, basically, if you don't get better (laughs) right now, you know, your, you know, your numbers are high. If you don't get better right now, like, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to talk about some, you know, end-of-life care and shit like that, you know, and being told that when you're, like, 43 at the time, I've had a super fun birthday, um in quarantine with cancer, you know, dodging fucking coronavirus because of course that happens at the exact same time as like your diagnosis. Like I was literally diagnosed like over Christmas 2019 is when they're telling me all of this information and you know, I'm seeing on the news like oh, there's a bat in Wuhan. <laughs> there's a bunch of people in Wuhan. You know, and it's just, like, the writing's on the wall. Like, not only is the world ending, which I do care about, but, you know, I am a selfish creature, so I, of course, care about myself more. You know, just, like, my cancer is the most important cancer in the world. You know, all of these things. There's this bat in Wuhan that's killing everybody. So, you know, I just have to, like, not only am I immunocompromised and I have really shitty cancer and they did not catch it early and you're, you know, P.S., you're going to fucking die, Um also, you can't go outside and don't talk to your neighbors because they're going to kill you too. Uh, I don't know where I... Oh, so, yeah. So dry-ass pussy is what we're getting at here. Is So, you know, I continued fucking my husband. Um, we obviously used lube. I made up a little song, you know. It was after the fact. Uh, but, you know, wet-ass pussy came out. And it's like, so you fucking with some dry-ass pussy, you know. And it's a bunch of stuff like that. But... Uh, I'm sure that you can you know figure out make up lyrics of your own if you're going through this because it fucking sucks like You know you take all of a sudden you're sick And all of the things that like you used to derive, you know Joy and excitement from you can't do or they're not the same um, but the silver lining and all that is that Uh, I kept taking one for the team. I kept you know fucking my husband and um Then like, you know, like three months ago, we were fucking and it felt like a little bit different. Like it felt like, okay, and I had an orgasm and now I have orgasms all the time. Um, So uh, the kernel of, you know, of uh, motivation there is like just keep up with it. Like don't draw a line under anything. Like cancer is a real fucking lame thing. Right. But like really what makes us so sick, obviously it's the cancer getting into stuff, but it's all the secondary shit is what we feel. You know, I was so sick because the cancer was eating my blood. I was, you know, was it the can- I was sick, you know, and I'm sure that's why I was like lethargic and, you know, and couldn't, didn't, it was fatigued all the time, but really it's, The the stuff that the cancer does. So even though like your body is going to change, and you know, and and you like you know it's going to be upsetting, and maybe you're going to lose your hair, you know, maybe you're going to gain some weight, which is the modern cancer apparently. Like with me, you know, they put me in menopause. So even though like I'm working out all the time, I'm having a real hard, and I'm eating all organic fruits and veggies, and you know, two thirds of my food is all vegetable. Whatever, Uh, I'm still having a hard time you know, losing weight uh, because I just, my, my hormones are all whatever. So you're going to have things too. You know, I know now they inject people who are doing chemo with something that makes you hungry. So like, I guess what I'm saying is your body's going to fucking change. Like number one, you don't want to die. So you have to do what the doctors say, you know, include other things though, that make you happy. Like, you know, please try to find like some joy, the most the most the most happiness i've had is a having an orgasm cuz that was fucking magical i literally like started crying in doggy like i can't believe this is happening you know i had written it off uh you know walking talking to my husband you know hanging out like just having don't like close everything off like it sucks cancer's fucking bullshit And like to know that maybe you have an expiration date when you didn't think you were going to have one and you don't know what's going to happen. But like that is the whole point is you don't know what's going to happen. And like I very easily, you know, could have sworn off sex like in the beginning. And this is not like I'm so you know, what a a martyr. No, it's that like the normalcy of it. Like I was so flattered that my husband wasn't as repulsed by me as I am or, you know, because knowing you have this like fucking monster growing inside of you, like is disgusting. You know, I feel disgusting or at least especially at the time, you know, I didn't wear makeup for like months and anybody who knows me like knows, You know, this bitch likes, you know, I paint my face. I, you know, I, I curl my hair. I try to make myself pretty. I've always cared about that, like so much, you know, like the packaging, all of the bows and baubles, all of the superficial shit is my jam. Like I love all of that stuff. Uh, you know, and I wasn't doing any of it. I was staying in bed all day. And, you know, obviously I was very sick, but you know, when you can start doing little things, you know, don't push yourself to do too much, but like, Go out and do as little as, you know, do a little, like walk around the block. Take a drive if you're not ready to walk yet, you know. Really like allow yourself to like be happy like in the smallish things because like you're just, everything's going to change, you know. Your body's going to change. Your, you know, sexual experience is going to change. And, you know, maybe you won't be able to come, but like maybe you will. And maybe you'll be able to like enjoy stuff. And like, I was ready to like not cash it in because I'm, you know, always going to want to live. Like, I'm not a DNR ever. Like, I'm like a yes, keep me alive forever. <laughs> like Put me cryogenically freeze my head and bring me back to life with Walt Disney because I have things to say. And I'm, you know, I've always had a very overinflated, like self, sense of self, like I'm very important, you know, I'm the most important waitress you'll ever meet. And, you know, so I really, all I can say is, I'm sorry that you have cancer. But I'm more sorry that I have cancer. <laughs> and if you can, Get find joy in anything like you deserve it, just you know, do it because it's making the little things, the little shifts are why I feel so great today. You know, and the fact that you know, modernized medicine has you know helped save me. But it's you know, I changed my diet, I do yoga with Adrian, which is very easy, it's not the yoga of like your 20s where you like force yourself into these uncomfortable positions. Um, and like the goal is to like almost pass out. No, it's like easy, but it helps you like move and, you know, your joints start hurting and all of that, you know, all these things that come along with all of the treatments, you know, yoga with Adrian is very user friendly. It's very easy and, you know, you, it's buildable. So like, you know, in the beginning, you know, some of the, it's like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, and now I do a few of them linked together um and there's longer classes as well so you know just come up with a plan that's what I would do it's what I did is you come up with a plan things that you want to start doing you know I want to once I was able to start walking you know we didn't walk like a lot in the beginning we walked you know just around the block but you know like I started getting up and, you know, putting some makeup on and putting my clothes on, even if it was just for a couple of hours and I was going to go back into pajama time, which that's fine, too, because pajamas are awesome. And if you have like a matching like top and bottom pajamas can be clothes, just put a pair of cute shoes with them, whatever, um, you know, and then you you kind of you, I got out and like a little it's buildable, you know, like cancer was the slow erosion Of, you know, feeling good. So it's not so startling, you know, it kind of just creeps up on you. Well, getting better is, you know, just adding a little bit more joy and making yourself a little stronger. Whatever that means, whatever you can do, you know, you don't have to do too much. Please don't like hurt yourself or make yourself more tired. But it is imperative that you try to find joy, you know, in this world because you're not dead yet. Like, You know, and everybody is like, oh, be brave and be strong. And like, to me, there's nothing more like, fuck you than like, don't tell me to fucking be brave. And also, I don't think that not wanting to die equates to being brave. Because like, if I could not have cancer, I would certainly not have cancer. In fact, if I could give cancer to somebody else so that I wouldn't have cancer, I'd probably do it. I'd probably do it. And if, like, I could be a vampire and, like, forego all of this fucking bullshit, I would totally do that. Like, I am not, like, I am not under no, like, command to be, like, a better person or to be a martyr or to be brave or any of those things. I'm just going to do whatever I can to feel better, to make myself as good as I can be for as long as I can be, you know? And that's not bravery. That's, like, number one like the one number one rule of any biological, you know, creature is like survive. Anyway, Um, I'm not always going to be this like angry or like maybe I will be because I am super angry still, even though it's been like 11 months since my diagnosis, like I still like I'm going to spit fire. I'm still, I am cancer. (laughs) Like I'm, I've taken on all the properties of cancer. I'm just a real fun, a real fun zombie. Anyway, um, I will post this and probably post one in about a week. Um feel free to uh shoot me an email at cancerhouse all lowercase at gmail dot com. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time. Bye.